This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I know you're planning the wedding, you and Sarah getting married next uh, next summer. Yep. Uh, here's a suggestion for you. Okay. Why don't you secretly put marijuana in the food without telling your guests? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like fun? I can't think of a worse idea. Here is a 911 call from a guest at a... A wedding in Longwood, Florida, a couple weeks back. I feel weird. I, 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 I feel like there's some kind of drugs in me or something, and I don't know what's happening. Do you know what you took or what you ate? I, I ate the food that was here, and I feel like I need some kind of medical attention, please. What a party. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Dance floor's bumping. You, you don't think that's a good idea? It's the worst idea. Anybody who has smoked or ate marijuana more than once, how do you not know that this is the worst idea ever? Nobody likes to be tricked into becoming stoned, I don't think. Unless they're a seasoned stoner. Yeah. That guy sounds like he's never had marijuana before. Especially with those edibles. Oh my like, god, sometimes, even a seasoned stoner. Sometimes you have to like mentally brace yourself knowing that it's coming after yeah. you eat a gummy. Well, right? Yeah. And if you're not prepared, out of nowhere something hits you, it, it already makes you paranoid. Yeah, like I could see if you got lightheaded out of nowhere... It would, but it's, it is funny though. Like people who people can think they are dying on marijuana. Like I don't think there's ever been a recorded OD. Is I think it's impossible. But once you get into that headspace, oh yeah, it's tough to get your out. Your heart starts beating. Like yeah, you almost have a heart attack. Well, here's another one of the wedding guests who uh, thought she was gonna die. Oh, I feel boy. very violated. I know a lot of people do, and it's just not okay. We were all like distorted and the very first assumption that people were chattering about is like, are we high? Are we stoned? Did we get drugged? The ambulance and fire truck showed up. There was a young man being checked out by an EMT, getting his heart rate checked. Remember at one point shooting a text to myself, I'm at a wedding. I think I've been drugged. I hope I'm okay. Not knowing if I was going to make it through the night. I want an explanation. I want an answer. I want to know why. It just wasn't an okay thing to do. Yeah, I guess knowing what drug you've been drugged with would be a big part of calming down. Yeah, or enjoying the process. (laughs) In that situation. (laughs) Remember when spiking the punch was a big thing? I don't even know if that happens anymore, but that... Like, a little bit of alcohol gets the party going. I'm not going to recommend it, but it's no, a different you still, vibe. She, it's still of course, probably of illegal like to I'm spike saying, the punch. I, I would never do that, but I understand the motivation behind it, you know? But the marijuana thing is just the worst idea ever. Yeah, guests freaking out, people who have never done it, not knowing what the hell is going on. Poor Granny. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Granny was in the corner loving life. <laughs> just <laughs> watching, takes me back. Watching the chaos. <laughs> watching the reefer madness. Um, The bride was arrested. Whoa. And the caterer was arrested. Holy. Because apparently they were the ones who decided to put marijuana (laughs) into chocolate-covered strawberries, pudding shot desserts, and the lasagna. (laughs) The lasagna. Because sometimes you go up for thirds. You oh, know? this is good lasagna. <laughs> yeah. The more I eat, the hungrier I get. I got to say, the bride looking pretty good in her uh, in her mugshot here.
Uh, she's got obviously had her makeup and hair done earlier yeah, in the day. Course. Yeah, she's looking good. That's mm. a that's one way to get free wedding pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Iggy Pop, Lust for Life, seventy five years young. Iggy keeping it tight, <laughs> still taking his shirt off. Good for him in public. Yeah, he's uh, he he's definitely um, been able to maintain. His body weight through his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't really fluctuated. I mean, aging like all of us, it's a little looser than it used to be, but he's still <laughs> in good shape. Yeah, that wasn't an easy add a member because that could have been one of a number of songs if you listen to it. Lust for Life, Iggy Pop, Can't Hurry Love. <laughs> Rip off the Supremes? It also could have been. I said, a one, two, three, take your hand and come with me because you look so fine and I really want to make you mine. Jet, so are you going to be my girl? I remember when that song first came out, people were, were remarking that. Said, a four, five, six, and come on and pick up sticks. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Uh, who else is celebrating a birthday today? Look at this. Uh, I, I guess this is a pretty famous person. The Queen? Hmm. A lot of people seem to know who the Queen is. She is 96 years old. Wow. There were some rumors a couple weeks ago that she got COVID and died, wasn't there? I hate to be a I bummer. <laughs> I didn't hear she. I know she got COVID, but uh, I didn't hear she died. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she did, and she's just a hologram now. We'll never know. She's still going. Prince Charles, much to his chagrin, <laughs> Queen is still kicking at 96. Happy birthday. Uh, Tony Danza, A-O, away, <clears throat> 71 years old today. And I'm just glad to see this person still alive as well. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, one of those WWE superstars from the 80s that I kind of thought died. It's hard to keep track, yeah, because so so many of them, their of lives them. are cut short. Yeah, a lot of them. He's go not young. dead, though, eh? No, he's sixty-five years old today, and I didn't realize this. He stopped wrestling. His wrestling career was cut short due to a freak accident where an out-of-control parasailer crashed at full speed with her knees into his face. What? And she looks suspiciously like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Imagine if a psychic told you that was going to happen. That is the most random thing. Yeah. Your career will end when an out-of-control parasailer <laughs> smashes into your face with her knees. He, he was in downtown Manhattan when it happened. Oh, wow. No, Tight <laughs> turns. <laughs> yeah, but good to know Brutus the Barber Beefcake is still kicking. 65 years old today. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The Glorious Sun's taking care of some unfinished business. Just tearing up the Taz and Jim listening area right now doing live shows. Uh, they were in Kitchener-Waterloo the other day. You got uh, St. Catharines tonight. And last night was London, Ontario. Jim Kelly was at that show. J.J. Wild opening up. You say J.J. your first time seeing her live. She was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, the vocals sounded exactly like they do on the tracks themselves. It was uh, very impressive. I was 
pleasantly not surprised, but very, very happy that it was sounding like that. Hey, you um, got out there after. This is a something we did a lot before the pandemic. Taz and Jim's hammered concert reviews, where we try and talk to the sworviest person <laughs> walking out of the venue. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they give a sign. It could be the swervy guy. It could be the guy trying to light a cigarette and it's not working. This guy in particular was running through the halls of Budweiser Gardens yelling, Does anybody have a doobie I can buy off them? It was 420 last night, but I, I saw that, heard that, I said, That's, that's the, the guy. guy. <laughs> that's the guy I need to talk to and ask him what he thought of the Glorious Sons. It's time for another Hammered Concert Review. Today, Jim's talking to Hammered people at the Glorious Sons concert in London, Ontario. Taz and Jim, you're not Jim. I am, I am. Shut the f*** up, bro. I am. I listen to you every day with uh, trying to win the phone call. And I can't get 40. I can't get in. Jim, listen, you need to announce my name is Daryl Cox, okay? Daryl Cox? Cox, C-O-X. Big Cox, okay? that name. You need to, this is my wife. You need to put that on there. Listen, my entire work crew at Cisco and Woodstock, they love you guys. I met Taz at Rocks the Park, but I'm telling you, Jim, I'm Cox Rocks the Park. Cox Rocks the Park! Jim, I love you. I can't believe I met you, dude. Hey, man, were you trying to buy a doobie off people? Yeah, I was. Come on, I know you guys grow plants. You look at all the backyard plants. Those guys send you pictures. I hear everything, bro. This is Daryl and Jim. Cox and Jim in the morning. Cox and Jim in the morning. Hammer Concert (laughs) Review. So what did he think of the show? <laughs> we didn't like get the there. concert. What did he think of the concert? I, I I think he had a good time. I think he might have broken the microphone. I know. Like that was the most distorted piece of audio I've ever heard. Uh, I know. I was pie guy. I yelled too. I got excited. It's you know you, this is a big concert. We called Hawks Rocks the Park. It Cox Rocks the Park. It was perfect. It was right there. We all had a great laugh with his wife. Uh, I think we just became friends for life. I wonder how uh, how old Big Cox is feeling this morning. <laughs> A little shriveled, I'm guessing. Hey, to the crew from Cisco. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate you. And it's good to be back out there interacting with real people and getting some hammered concert reviews. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. J.J. Wild looks like she's having fun out there. She's tearing things up across the Taz and Jim listening area on tour with the Glorious Sons from Kitchener-Waterloo. Got to play a hometown show after spending a lot of time down in the United States. She was happy to get back to KW and do a show on the weekend at Center in the Square. Tonight, Glorious Sons and J.J. Wild performing at the Meridian Center. Uh, unfinished business tour stops uh, in St. Catharines tonight. Last night, it was London, Ontario, and Jim Kelly was at the show. We thought, what a great opportunity to bring back a, a feature that we would re- enjoy on a regular basis before the pandemic hit. Um, hammered concert reviews. Mm-hmm. And, and Jim, were people having fun? I know it was a, a 420, so there was probably some some ganja going on before the show, maybe during. Yeah. But uh, were people drinking too? Yeah, it wasn't very mellow for a 420, I'll tell you that much. The crowd was, well, a lot of singing. It was one of the most hyped crowds I'd seen in a while. People outside, maybe a little too hyped. It's time for another Hammer 
Today, Jim's talking to hammered people at the Glorious Sons concert in London, Ontario. Hey, man, what's your name? Uh, it don't matter what my name is. Yeah, what's your name? My name is Jim. It's all about you, right? This is for you. No, this, this is for us. It doesn't matter who the f I am. I respect our It doesn't matter who the f I am. What are you, a cop? You want to know who I am? Jimmy. It's about you, no? This is for you. This is your little recording in your phone, man. I just wondering how the Glorious Sun show was. You know what? It was great until <laughs> I kicked out. <laughs> no, what happened? All of a sudden, I was circled by people that were interested in whatever it is I was saying, and all of a sudden, I got escorted out. But there was many people that kicked out, and there were great people to talk to on the way out, just like yourself. What town are you from? The f*** you asked so many questions I'm for? I'm What do you want to know so much information? That's none of your business to be in with for. I dare you to play this on the f***. Radio. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a roller coaster of emotion and friendship on that one. What are you, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Never been accused of that before. Uh, the best is he probably gave you a hug before you, you parted ways. Yeah, he asked me how old I he th- I thought he was, and I was like forty. Lowballing it. He's like, I love you. I didn't. I cut that out, but yeah, we we made up at the end. Were you nervous for a second? Because I was nervous for you listening. No, because he had two buddies. Shout out to Kurt, I think the guy's name. And they were a little more low-key, and then I could hear this guy over my shoulder. So I had these two guys in my corner. They were fans of the show, but I had to turn to this guy and record him. So I figured... It wasn't going to come to blow. It, I, I could see it in his eyes. We were having fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he was yeah, joking yeah. About. Sounds like it. I respect the f- doesn't matter who the f- I am. What are you, a cop? You want to know who I am? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Johnny Depp was in the box again yesterday at his trial, defamation trial. He is suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for defamation because she wrote an article about how she was abused and she didn't mention him by name, but a lot of people got the impression she was talking about Johnny Depp as the abuser. Uh, He painted a different picture yesterday. Uh, Just a warning. You got some audio of Johnny talking about the time that Amber almost lobbed his finger off with a vodka bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, It's pretty gross and detailed. So I just wanted to warn you first. But here's, here's Johnny on the stand yesterday. She threw the large bottle and it made contact and shattered everywhere. And... I felt heat and I felt as if something were dripping down my hand, you know. And then I looked down and I was looking directly at my bones sticking out and blood was just pouring out. And at that point, I think that I went into some sort of, I I don't know what a nervous breakdown feels like, but that's probably the closest that I've ever been. I didn't, nothing made sense. And I knew in my mind and in my heart, this is not life. No one should have to go through this. You ever cut your finger bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, constantly. I I went to the bone once with a knife. I was cutting some summer sausage. (laughs) Real hungry. (laughs) And and I like my summer sausage to be be a little harder, you know? (laughs) 
I like to cut through the grit. You got to work for it. Yeah, yeah. It's been in the freezer for days. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I slipped off the edge of it, hit my finger. And it does. It takes a second for, for things to register. Yeah, like yeah. What just happened when something like that uh, goes down? You look, and you're like, uh, is that my bone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could see the bone? Oh, yeah. Wow. I went to the bone, man. Hmm. It was uh, it was not fun, and but I did it to myself, right? I, somebody else does it to you. I'm sure that adds another element to the situation. Oh man, imagine somebody else cut you and then ate your sausage. <laughs> Thanks for the summer sausage, <laughs> loser. <laughs> <laughs> More Johnny Depp on the stand talking about. Oh, this was a notorious incident um, in the relationship between him and Amber Heard. They had been in a fight. Apparently, Amber left for Coachella. And while she was gone, Johnny, one of his uh, staff members, discovered uh, poo on his side of the bed. Something or someone had taken a dump Hmm. where Johnny Depp sleeps. Amber blamed it on the dogs. Here's what Johnny had to say on the stand. She brought up the situation of the fecal matter on the bed. It was so outside. It was so bizarre and so grotesque that I could only laugh. And and she tried to blame it on the dogs. They're teacup Yorkies. They they weigh about four pounds each. I lived with those dogs for many years. It was clear that did not come from a dog. (laughs) The dogs don't eat corn. (laughs) <laughs> I would get that in a Ziploc bag ASAP. Yeah, take her send to the it to DNA the lab. Test. Yeah. Send it to the lab yeah. for sure. And when I say lab, I don't mean Labrador Retriever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a really insane move. Right. If that's what happened. Yeah. Unless it was a Yorkie record breaker. <laughs> that thing came from a human. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We got some good news and some bad news for the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Why don't we start with the good news first? Okay. Stephen Colbert thinks he has a great ass. <laughs> okay, what? Earlier in the week during one of his monologues, Colbert was talking about the uh, current election that's going on in France. Emmanuel Macron is is putting out he put out a picture of himself with his shirt unbuttoned. Couple extra, yeah, a couple extra buttons down, mm-hmm. and Colbert described it as a thirst trap, which is the setup for this clip. If this works, it'll set a whole new standard for campaigns everywhere. Biden's got to show a little sock garter for the midterms. <laughs> Boris Johnson has to give us a peek under the haystack, and Justin Trudeau <laughs> has to show us his butt. He, he's not up. Crowd likes it too. He's not up for re-election. It would just be a treat, you know. You could snap a pool cue over that thing, man. Just You could bounce a toonie off that thing and get back two loonies. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so Colbert thinks the the prime minister has a uh, nice butt. There's the good story he's dealing with this week. The negative story is a video surfaced of Trudeau from years ago admitting that he's not very good at math and he's facing some scrutiny online because of it. 
Yeah, this is from when he was a teacher at a place called West Point Gray Academy. He's talking in front of a bunch of students and talking about a learning disability he has. I have a little confession to make. I have a slight learning disability. I am dysnumeric. What that means is I have an inability to handle small numbers and little calculations, those easy things that people do so well. 13 plus 14. 27. Under pressure, it's even worse. So I mean, if I pick up numbers and try to do it, 2 plus 3 minus 1 times 2 minus 4 plus 2. How many people followed that? That's about it. So yeah, he has a he has a condition called dysnumeric, which sounds a lot like dyslexia, but for numbers. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I can't judge a guy for not being good at no, math. No, I'm not good I'm at terrible. math at all. I'm terrible at well, math. I've talked on the show. I have a lear- learning disability. I grew up uh, with ADHD, and I had a very tough time in math class to the point where I I had to go back to like basic math. Hmm. And I finally got a good teacher who was able to explain it to me on my level. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a lot better in math because I had the right teacher. But yeah, I, I struggled with math big time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the concern here is... <laughs> Having said that... <laughs> well, he did say he, he only has trouble with small numbers. So maybe when you're dealing with a 14 billion dollar deficit plus a 13 billion dollar <laughs> deficit he's okay with with those bigger numbers no I, I don't i think he struggles with the big ones too remember when he said he was going to plant a billion trees <laughs> and so far they've planted zero he's like dr we're going to plant a million shishmillion fulfillion trees Wait, that's a lot? Hasn't happened Hasn't yet. Hasn't happened. Not going to. But, but I can completely understand not being good at math. My my issue is um, when you find out after the fact. <laughs> after you already maybe voted for him? Yeah, if you voted for him. Possibly if his campaign slogan was Justin Trudeau, I'm not very good at math, you would have made a different decision. Mm-hmm. Which would be your priority? A prime minister with a great butt or... A prime minister that's good at math. I mean, we were lucky with Stephen Harper. He had both. I mean, he was <laughs> he was good Economics at math. Major, yeah. And when he turned around, talk about thickness. Oh, it's always the nerdy ones. They surprise you with the badonk. He was thick with five C's. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Welcome to the Nicolas Cage Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. This may be like the third or fourth Nicolas Cage renaissance. Just when you think that that he's his career's done, he mm-hmm. seems to spring back, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the the uh, the most recent renaissance, I guess, was during Kick Ass, and that Kick Ass movie came out about ten, twelve years ago, right? He was the butt of a lot of jokes, and then people were calling him a bad actor. And then he came back, and people were like, "Oh, I do like Nick Cage." Yeah, when he's in a when he's in a big movie, yeah, and he gives her, he does pretty good. He, he does a lot of work. I think he uh, spent a lot of money in his life, and he <laughs> needs to make a lot more. But every once in a while, one of his movies hits. Like Pig was a recent one, too, that was highly uh, uh, regarded as an amazing movie. Did you watch Pig? I, I haven't seen it yet. It's on the list, but... I uh, did watch Pig. Yeah? It's pretty good. It's like it's like uh, Taken, but instead of a daughter being kidnapped, his pig gets murdered or kidnapped. Is that what it is, more or less? If you watch the trailer, that's what it looks like it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be a, an action movie where Nicolas Cage is, is kicking butt and taking names. But it's more of an emotional drama. 
Hmm. Guy's got range. About truffles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got this new one coming out. Uh, where he plays himself the unbearable weight of massive talent, and mm. they're calling it an homage to Nicolas Cage's career that doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's got great reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, 92% positive on this thing right now. So it is a movie. It's not a documentary. He plays himself. Is this like being John Malkovich, which I've never seen, but I don't, is that that's what that's awesome like? movie. Is that what it's about? Like he plays himself yeah, too yeah. or something? Okay. Well, this this one, I think the plot is he uh, gets hired to go hang out with his biggest fan who turns out to be uh, some sort of crime lord. <laughs> These are... This is awesome. Yeah. I think there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie recently, too, where he also plays himself, a version of himself. I hope this is a new genre. There was a movie where he played himself and... I think it he was, was like, kidnapped, too, or, or something? Or a bank heist yeah, gone wrong. Yeah, caught up in it. JCVD was the name of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicolas Cage, lots of reasons to love the guy. He's been in some amazing movies, but also very generous, apparently. Listen to the story he told on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night. I went to the roulette table, and I just knew I had it. And every number I chose, and I often would choose the same number, it kept winning. And then the, even the woman that was spinning the ball said, nothing sweeter than a repeater, and I kept <laughs> And I said, this is magic. I did it. It happened. And so the next day I said, you know, this is so special. I'm going to go. I found an orphanage. And I said to the headmistress, this is for you. For $20,000 cash in her hand. And I never gambled again because it would ruin the magic of that night. Never gambled again. So he plays roulette at the casino, wins. Donates all the money to an orphanage or to the lady. He gave it to a lady. Did she continue? Yeah, I mean, and we never saw her again. And that nun now lives on the beach in Mexico. <laughs> That's wild. But then never gambled again. We, we, or, or paid taxes again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rumors are right. Good for him. But uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage, so hot right now. That new movie is in theaters as of today. The unbearable weight of massive talent. You peacock. You peacock. Time for sports and the Raptors back at home in the NBA playoff series against the 76ers. They needed it. And they started off hot, but unfortunately, the 76ers take it in overtime. Yeah, it was an absolutely brutal loss for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Nick Nurse saying after the game, it's about as tough a loss as he can remember in his time in Toronto. And when you lose on a shot in overtime with 0.8 seconds left, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a a brutal loss. They were up 17 points in the uh, first half in the first quarter. They got off to uh, a gangbuster start but you don't win games in the first half it's tough i mean it's also uh, the writing on the wall for the raptors at this point no team has come back from a 3-0 deficit in the nba and the raptors based on how well the 76ers are playing right now are not going to be the first i'm sorry to say okay you wanted to shift gears to hockey and talk about a milestone in the game Alex Ovechkin, he scored his 50th goal of the season last night. He now has nine 50-goal seasons. That ties him with Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy for the most in NHL history. Mike Bossy did it nine years in a row. That was crazy. To do nine 50-goal seasons at any time is crazy. Alex Ovechkin is, in my opinion, the best goal scorer in NHL history. Harder to score now? 
A hundred percent, it's harder to score now. I mean, there was it was kind of funny. There was a um, uh, it's it's a weird comparison to make, but there was an argument on ESPN the other day because they were talking about Bob Cousy and how he had uh, a twenty nine assist game, you know, fifty years ago, and JJ Redick was saying, yeah, but he was playing against like plumbers. And no offense to like the hockey players of you know seventy years or plumbers. Ago. Yeah, no offense to plumbers either. No offense to plumbers, but the the caliber of the competition today is just different than it was 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 70 years ago. We can say the same now for 20 years into the future. It just gets better and better and better. So for Alex Ovechkin to be doing what he's doing today is incredible. Hey, Dev, that reminds me of a joke. Why did they have to cancel the plumbers hockey game? There's too many cracks on the ice. <laughs> Congratulations, Alex Ovechkin. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Do you know much about the band called The Darcy's? A band formed as a two-piece, and uh, they are a couple good Canadian boys operating out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I follow them on social media. They were posting a couple weeks back. Their van got broken into, Jim. Oh, of course. Um, luckily, the only major piece of uh, of their property that was stolen was a classic iPod. That's a shame. To, to, like, obviously, those are probably you can probably find them at Goodwill now. But if you have all your songs on that, that sucks. Right. It's a personal thing. Like, I, yeah. I think I will. Uh, I will pass my iPod down to my son in my will. <laughs> You're like, what is this piece of trash? If you want to know, if you want to know a lot about your dad, listen to the songs that he downloaded onto his iPod back in the day. <laughs> kind of like we were talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Peter Quill with the the tapes that his mom made for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty special to to hear the music that your parents listened to and and to know what they were into and got them going when they were younger. And it'd be nice to carry around an iPod and not your cell phone, so you're just not buzzing, you're not getting, you're not on yeah. Twitter getting mad at things. It's all just tunes. Like, if you go on vacation, just bring that and leave your phone in the hotel room or whatever. Well, they don't hold as many songs, but those little tiny iPods, remember the ones? They're like uh, almost an inch by an inch. Yeah, they have like a belt clip on them With or a clip yeah. on them? Those were great for running. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and the real nice part is they had a headphone port where you could plug <laughs> headphones into it, unlike the... Weird. The new uh, cell phones mm-hmm. where you yeah. need the lightning cable. Yeah, it's a joke. That's a tough loss, the Darcy's. We feel for you. The iPod is gone. Hmm. You know what I would do if I was them? I'd hop onto Kijiji or, or Facebook Marketplace. My buddy got his car broken into less than a year ago, went onto Facebook, and there was a guy selling it. And the guy lived in his neighborhood, and he called the cops, and the cops confronted him, and the cops got it back. They did? Yeah, because it, it had a sticker missing? on it. His his iPod or whatever. Really? Yes. It, it had like a special sticker on it. That, and he was like, that's obviously my iPod. Yeah, I got my iPod. We used to be able to order them and you could get them engraved. <laughs> that's fancy. So I have my iPod. <laughs> it has, has my name and I think my email address engraved yeah, yeah. into the back of it. The guy's like, no, that's it. my name and my email. <laughs> Must be a hot item to steal, I guess. Yeah, eh? maybe iPods oh. are... Uh, they're uh, they're going up in value mm-hmm. here. It's a possibility. Okay, Darcy's hop on Kijiji Facebook Marketplace. Do Track it. that thing down. Let us know if you find it, or if you have purchased an iPod <laughs> on uh, on one of those platforms in the past couple of weeks. Just look for any markings. If they say the Darcy's, call us. We'll make sure they get it back. I wanna see you peacock.
Here we go. Sports guy Devin Peacock joins us here. Taz and Jim. OHL playoffs get started tonight, and teams in the Taz and Jim listening area have a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. This is the first time we've had the playoffs in the OHL since 2019. So a great a trivia question for anyone who wants to play some trivia this morning is who is the defending OHL champion hmm. in the Ontario Hockey League? You'd have to think about it because it's been a couple of years. The Guelph Storm, Nick Suzuki, now in the NHL, are the defending OHL champions because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that has led to this situation today where we have the OHL playoffs for the first time in two years and we have the Hamilton Bulldogs going into the playoffs as the number one ranked team in the Canadian Hockey League, the favorite to win the Memorial Cup and the London Knights who are at home against the Kitchener Rangers playing their old rivals, the Rangers. It's going to be a fun first round of the playoffs. I would imagine uh, the Bulldogs are going to cruise. They're playing the Peterborough Peets. I would imagine the London Knights are going to win against the Kitchener Rangers, but that will be a tougher series. Yeah, pretty incredible to see the the season that Hamilton has had. Record breaking for not only the franchise, but they are the winningest team this season in Hamilton hockey history. They are also going into the playoffs on a ten game win streak. So not only are they hot and uh, have are they playing great uh, hockey all season long, but they are uh, at the top of their game going into the playoffs, which is bad news for the Peterborough Peets. I mean, the big issue for Hamilton for me is almost what's going to happen if and when they get punched in the face for the first time this season you know you have to uh, battle adversity at some point in your season and the year has gone so well for Hamilton how do they respond when that adversity hits I don't think it's going to happen against Peterborough but it will happen at some point and one of the interesting things about the OHL playoffs this year is the way the season went all the teams did not play one another. So the Knights did not play the Bulldogs because the Knights are in the West, the Bulldogs are in the East, and the East and West will not play until we get to the OHL Championship. So that could be when we have some real adversity Ooh. for teams here because they'll be playing one another for the first time this season. Oh, the Taz and Jim show will be fueling that feud <laughs> if it happens. That would be a ton of fun. Well, if you uh, want to go watch some live hockey tonight... Hamilton plays at home. London plays at home. Still some tickets available if you're lucky enough to get your hands on them. Enjoy some OHL playoff hockey. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.